Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Pastor Fidel Nyaikuri. Pastor Fidel is the Associate Pastor at Grace Point Church. Hello everyone and welcome to Tafakari Tuesdays. Again, here we think about that which matters most to us believers. We seek to grow in thinking more and more like believers. On today's episode, we ask, why do we pray? For the believer, prayer is a given, yet one of the most hardest things to keep doing. We need to ask ourselves why exactly we pray and be convinced about it so we can do exactly that. Karibu sana and let's tafakari together. It's been said that if you want to make most Christians feel guilty, ask them two questions. The first one, how is your prayer life? And the second one, how is your giving? Apparently, these two are the key disciplines that we fail a lot in, and they speak volumes about other areas of our lives. Let's deal with the area of prayer today and start with the why. Why do we pray? Why should we pray? I'll highlight five things, and, and, and I do hope that as we meditate and think about uh, these things, it will help us to really get on with prayer. Five things why we should pray. Number one, because God is relational and delights in prayer. Because God is relational and delights in prayer. God is relational. He's a relational being and has given us prayer as a means by which we can commune with him. The difference between our God, Yahweh, the true God, and other gods is that Yahweh is the living personal God who actively relates with us and he delights in our prayers. All other gods are not active, personal gods. They don't relate to us. But God is a relational God. Yahweh is a relational God. No wonder we call him Father. He is our Father. Yahweh is our Father. He's not distant. Neither is he aloof. He's a good Father who delights in us as his children coming to him and asking of him. It's as Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? God is our Father. He is a relational God. He delights in us coming to him in prayer. And because we, ha- we, are, we are his children, prayer is a delight for him. So pray to God. He is relational and delights in our prayer. Number two, prayer is an expression of faith. Prayer is an expression of faith. When we pray, we show that we trust God. In fact, prayerlessness is a lack of trust in God. A person who believes in themselves cannot pray. A person who is self-sufficient cannot pray. When we pray, we show that we trust in God. Jesus says in Matthew 11, 24, Mark 11:24, Therefore I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours We come to prayer as an expression of our faith, of our trust in God. And what we are doing is we are pouring that to God. We believe and so we pray. We pray and so we believe. John Piper says this, Prayer is the open admission that without Christ we can do nothing. And prayer is the turning away from ourselves to God in the confidence that he will provide the help we need. Prayer humbles us as needy, and exalts God as wealthy. We pray because prayer is an expression of faith. And number three, 
We pray because God answers prayer. We pray because God answers prayer. And this is true. This is a reality. Um, a good case that comes to mind is the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal in 1 Kings, uh, 1 Kings 18. You know, the prophets of Baal cried, they cut themselves, they did all manner of things, all shenanigans for hours and hours, but the gods, the Baals could not answer them. And then as we come to verse 36 of chapter 18 of 1 Kings, it says, At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, your servant. Sorry, answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones and the soil and also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. This is the God we are serving. This is the God we are worshipping. He is a God who answers prayer. He answered Elijah. He answers us. James chapter 5 says, Elijah was a man like us, but he prayed fervently, and God answered him. So us, a prayer done in faith, God answers. We pray because God answers prayer. Number four, we pray because prayer is how we fight our battles. Prayer is how we fight our battles. For the believer, you and I who trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, one sure way we engage in combat is prayer. I hope you realize that as a believer, you are constant in battle. You are on the battlefield. And in the prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us, he tells us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation. This is crucial because temptation is ever before us and the evil one is always roaming around and he's darting his arrows at us. So it's important then that we pray that we don't fall into temptation and that God delivers us from the evil one. We need that. And prayer is the tool that we've been given to be able to go before God and pray that God will, will be able to keep, keep us from temptation and to deliver us from the evil one. Friend, we can't fight spiritual battles using weapons of the flesh. Paul says in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, that uh, very um, you know, important uh, passage on prayer and the arm of God. I'll read a few verses. Chapter 6 of Ephesians, verse 11 Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. Then verse 18, pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. You and I, who are believers, we are ever on the battlefield. We are in a battle. We are in a war zone. And prayer is a key part of our arsenal. Use it. Unleash it. Don't sit in the arsenal that God has given you. Number five, the last one, why we pray is so that we can know God's will. So that we can know God's will. 
we, we pray not because we want to give, you know, we want God to give us whatever we want. We don't pray because, you know, we want to um, twist God, put him in a corner, you know, push, pray until something happens, kind of, uh, you know, putting God in a corner and he has no other option, no other ways, but he has to do whatever you ask of him. Like the sons of Zebedee coming to Jesus and telling him, Master, you know, I want to ask you something and do for us as we ask you. It's not like that. Or how some, you know, think today, it's all about decreeing and declaring, commanding your morning. Like we are all powerful and we want to ask, you know, to, to command God to do for us whatever we want. That's not the issue. That's not how prayer works. We read in First John chapter 5 and verse 14. This is the confidence we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The prayer that God hears is the one done according to his will. Not our will, not what we think is God's will. God's will. And God has revealed his will for us in scripture. Having said that, we, we can still not be sure of God's will in some specific areas of our lives or at certain moments in our lives. What we need to do is to seek God so that we can know God's will. As we engage scripture, as we pray to God, seeking to know his will. And as we do this, we put on the posture of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in his most agonizing hour, he prayed. You know, in, in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 42, he says, it says, again a second time, he, Jesus, went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Even the son recognized that the father, the will of the father, is what matters. We also, we can't just live thinking about what we want to do for ourselves. God's will should be what we seek for. God's will should be what we aim for. And prayer comes in then as a key part of helping us to seek to know God's will. As we engage in scripture, we pray trusting God that he will reveal to us what his will is. We have more than enough reasons to pray. And these five are just but some of them. Let me ask you, what is hindering you from prayer? Perhaps you don't pray because you do not know why you should pray. I do hope that by these five reasons, it will call you to start praying. Start by knowing and believing that prayer is good and that you should pray. Because God is a relational God and he delights in our prayer. Prayer is an expression of faith. We believe so we pray. Because God answers prayer. Because prayer is how we fight our battles. And we pray so as to know God's will. Let's go on and then and delightfully pray. Lord, thank you so much for teaching us about prayer. Please help us to be people of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. See you again next week as we do part two on prayer. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Brisbane Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website, gracebornchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.